welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I'm your host, the Cuban Queen Pen. Happy Friday, guys, and you know what that means. We are recapping Firefly Lane, and this time we are up to episode 10. Can you believe it? We are at episode 10. So let's take a moment out, and we'll be right I would say that at certain times, Tully is a welcomed distraction, a really, really welcome distraction because it gives Kate one more thing to fix. Because if you notice, Kate is really a fixer. She has to fix everyone's life as awkward as she is. <laughs> I have to say that she has to fix everyone's life. And, and that's what she's really, really good at doing. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments and a little bit of everything with me. This is a collaboration episode special with the Coupon Queen Pin from CQP Moments Podcast and a little bit of everything with me. We are going to be recapping the hit show on Netflix called Firefly Lane, the final episode, episode 10 called Old Lang Syne. Kelly and Kate reshape their expectations for what the future holds as relationships shift and truths are sp- spoken during holidays past and present. Oh my gosh, we made it to episode 10. How you doing, Coupon Queenpin, and happy Friday. I'm fine. Happy Friday. How are you? Oh my gosh, this episode left me like, how could you do this, Netflix? How could you do this to us? I was like, I cannot believe it. Why? (laughs) I'm going crazy because I just want more. When is the second season coming out? Or if there even is a second season? I know. I was just like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This can't be it. This can't be it. But they left us on cliffhanger again, again, again. Um, you know, and it's, it's so crazy because, (sighs) Lord have mercy. That, that's the only thing I can say is Lord have mercy. It's just one of those, wow, what a great season. That, that's the only thing I can say. Kudos to Netflix because they've done it again. This was a great series. It really was. And, you know, there were still answers that are still kind of pending of what's been going on in this last episode. But overall, these guys, girls, whoever is working on this production did a fantastic job. They really kept me engaged from beginning to end. There wasn't a moment where you could just say, okay, let me just put my cup down and then go grab a water. It's like you can't even do that because you're going to miss out. And if you pause it, I feel like you have to go back five minutes to kind of like, or those 15 seconds, yeah, like how Netflix does it. I think it's 10 or 15. And really just like, okay, let me see what happened before the, the, the scene I've missed. So this way you can kind of just get back onto the groove of things. But overall, they've done a fantastic job with the show. I truly loved it. Um, I'm not heavily into series shows because I'm so stuck in the reality TV shows that when it comes to certain shows, like even 13 Reasons Why, I kind of just, it's it's hard to win me over. But 
Firefly Lane was great. And I started binge watching a different series, which we'll talk about that another day, but I was very impressed. (laughs) Yeah, Firefly Lane was awesome. I mean, oh my gosh, we got to know these two characters. We got to know, you know, they, they felt like friends. I think that's the one thing that got me was they felt like if they weren't you at times, they were people you could, you might know. That, that's the only way I could put it. For sure, honestly. But overall, this episode was epic. <laughs> uh, it just, a lot of shifting back and forth from what we thought was the present to the present, uh, to teenage years, to their work life. And I'm like, I just want more. But I'm going to say this. I had to do some research and really figure out if there was going to be a second season. Now they claim there might be a second season, but again, we're so unsure because things change all the time when it comes to this industry, they'll announce it. And then we don't, we're not able, we don't know what happens and then it's cut off. So hopefully there is a second season. Right, because guys, remember this is based on a book, so it also it it all depends. It all it depends if they feel like they've kept, they've covered too much or whatever, you know, or even if the you know the producers and the directors are like, hey, you know what, it was good the way it was, or we need to bring more, or you know, or even like you know when when some fans are just demanding more, so we will see, we will see, but. Oh my gosh, we start out in the present present again, which is, it's, it feels so weird to even still say that, <laughs> where, you know, they're at a funeral and it's Kate and she's outside smoking and Sean walks up and, you know, he's like, I'm going to tell mom, you know, and it's like, okay, you're going to tell mom. And they're having this discussion about, you know, her talking to Tully or her not talking to Tully, because remember, she saw Tully in the front of the church and she didn't want to talk to her. She made Mara go inside. They went inside, but they didn't want to talk. So she's like, yeah, I saw her. I think she left. You know, I'm not speaking to her. I really can't do this. And it's like, oh boy, what transpired so bad between them? And then she says, this day is about dad. So we now we know that unfortunately it's Bud's funeral. Bud being her dad. So it's like, oh, no, 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 no. But this is what's going on and you know it's 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 super crazy because you feel that moment you really really feel that moment and then she starts talking about how her you know her father would call her out and ask her to look at the telescope and we cut back to a flashback of you know, when they were back on Firefly Lane and her father calling her out to look at the moon. And if you've ever done that with your parents, you know how amazing that is. 
just to look through a telescope and just like see the moon, see certain stars, see the planets. So they're looking and they're talking and we realize it's around holiday time because her mom walks up and she's got all these groceries saying, you know, the only thing left is rhubarb. So I hope that she likes rhubarb. And for those that don't know, rhubarb has quite a tart taste. So it's hard to make a good rhubarb pie unless you're mixing it with strawberries. And fortunately, around Christmas time, strawberries usually aren't a thing. So ugh, it's like, oh no, I don't know about this. I don't know how this is going to turn out. But then they cut to Tully's house at the same time. And Tully is talking to her mom about, you know, trying to get money to get stuff to eat and pay for things. And, you know, Cloud says, well, I gave the money to Leon. And she's like, wait a minute. You gave the money I was supposed to use to Leon. And they've broken up at this point. She gave it to him to pay for the band. And you can clearly see how Tully is just like done by this. But the craziest thing is at that point, their electricity goes off. And Cloud's answer to this is selling off Leon's stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, really? Really? This is your answer to this? And it's it's so, like, you can see the difference between the two households where everybody is so loving and caring at one household. We have no rules, whatever. So it's like, oh, so... I don't know. I, I, I'm still at a point where I feel bad for Tully. I, I'm, I'm starting, things are starting to fall into place and I see how it shapes her. What did you think, Angelica? I honestly still feel bad for Tully. Um, you know, in that moment, I think I mentioned this before in previous episodes where she's really trying to, how many, like her countdown, how much more time do I have to be with this woman and the only thing uh sticking around is with well i feel like she fears her mom too that she can find her and then it could be led to something worse also having that relationship with kate has really stuck by her in in allowing her to stay in that household because of kate and i just felt so bad like you know we've seen her life practically uh through it all and it's crazy how the show, the production team, everybody has really taken stuff from either the, well, the present, which we thought was the present in her work life and have it transitioned from like this situation has already happened as when she was a teenager. So it really, it really breaks my heart because what she's gone through as a teenager and as a child has been a ripple effect. It's been that cycle as she got older and older and even now through the present. So it really broke my heart for her to show up and just say like, we need food. Like, you know, where's the money? Like I was supposed to get the money and I gave the money. Like, how could you do that? Like we know Cloud's state of mind 
yeah, there's no rules. There's that different household um, type of environment where you've got Kate next door, who's just like all about family. And it's just, you know, keeping it together as a family, have dinner as a family, you have everything. She's got everything. She's got food. She's got clothes on her back. She's got water. She's got a roof overhead. You know what I mean? And then we look at Telly and her mom's just like, like she doesn't care. And it really sucks because, you know, she was like, I need, I need money for groceries. And her reaction is just like, go get bread, you know, just make something with the bread like <laughs> yeah i know it was just like wait are you serious and then this poor girl can't even make toast because they have no electricity like uh, i was so oh my gosh i just wanted to take cloud at that point and just kind of shake her <laughs> oh like, yeah like are you serious are you really doing this to this girl so it, it's 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 so uh but then we switch to their time at KPOC. And by the way, we were screwing up this man's name last week so badly. The man that Tully was meeting with, his name is Wilson King. <laughs> I don't know what we called him. We called him but it was, It's like, oh my gosh, his name is Wilson King. So they're all at a you know, those meetings that they do at the, at the station where everyone's coming up with their, their great ideas and how they're going to do the show. And Carol, of course, is there with, you know, we need to come up with another Carol tries it. And unfortunately, you know, she doesn't know what to do, but it seems like Johnny and Kate are now on this kind of road to seeing each other because now they're like giggling and they're laughing and they're so like ha 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 he 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 you know even though Kate's insisting they're just friends because they're having the same ideas and they're writing everything down and they're blatantly flirting in front of their co-workers who are finding this absolutely just like oh you know, you see everybody's face except for Tully. Tully's like really enjoying this because that was the one thing that I noticed about her face. She's like, mm-hmm. Like she's giving the like, yeah, you guys are not fooling me face. So, <laughs> so it's like, you know, but Cal and of course Mutt are absolutely disgusted. But then it was like, you now realize that part of the reason that Carol's disgusted is because Tully is her competition now. Be all because of that day in the convenience store, Tully is now Carol's competition. She didn't have to compete at her own network, but now she clearly does. And the fact that Wilson King is looking at Tully is now, I could see where this would cause a lot more rivalry, a lot more problem. You know, it's just, wow. So Sully says, you know what? I have to go meet with Wilson King. I, you know, you have fun with Johnny. And she's like, you know, I'm not going out with Johnny. I'm just, you know, I'm going on a blind date. And she's like, oh, uh-huh. Let me know how that works out. 
And then we see Tully go to Wilson King's office. Now me personally, after what had transpired the night before where he suggested that she go to a hotel with him, I don't think that would, I would have, I would have gone to that meeting or if I felt like I had to take the meeting, I wouldn't have gone alone. That, that I would not have done because it's just, again, this guy can make your career, but it's not about making your career with him, you know, having to make all these overtures at you. So I, I was just like, whoa. And Tully quickly realizes what's going on, especially with him wanting her to sign a contract and she's ready to go, but he's not ready to let her go. But ladies and gentlemen, she manages to make it out of that room. She definitely manages to make it out of that room. What did you think of that situation, Angelica? You know, it's disgusting and my opinion, complete disgusting uncalled for, but this was was happening during those times and there was these disgusting men and I'm going to repeat it again because to me I felt so uncomfortable and it's one of those things of like you know she wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt by going there and respecting his time as a professional in that industry and when she obviously she's a smart woman she can really click in like this is not working out and this is how it's going I need to leave the fact that he really made it seem like like I don't even know how to describe it like it just made me so uncomfortable because this woman has respected his time and said let me give him the benefit of the doubt and all of a sudden it reassures her that hey this is what's actually happening and I don't want to be a part of it. And you know what? I'm glad that Tully stood up for herself and, you know, kept her composure, even though she was just like shocked and uh, she was like a bit thrown back, taken back as well, that it's just gotten even worse. She really stood up for herself and was just like, no, I'm not taking this. I'm not being a part of this. So I was really happy that she stood up and managed to get away and you know, we know we used to hear stories like this happen back in the day during these times of how women were trying to just be a name for themselves in different industries. And unfortunately, this was happening. This is like the reality that was back then. And, you know, a lot has changed and it's sometimes it does still happen, unfortunately. But I was glad that she was able to stand up for herself. I I was too. I was like, oh my gosh. But then we cut to her, Johnny, and Wilson King into in the not so distant past. And because remember, guys, he bought her show. So now she works for him. And they're discussing, you know, where they're now taking her show. And you can clearly see the disgust on her face. Like she remembers that day like it was yesterday. So you can clearly see the disgust on her face. And she's really trying to figure out how she's going to work with this man, how she's going to deal with this man, because now he's her boss without her even giving consent. And it's, it's like, oh, gosh. 
And Johnny is actually feeling kind of bad because now he's like, I don't want to leave you with this guy. Like he realizes that this guy is a real, real sleaze. And she's like, no, do you go get done what you need to get done? This is for you to take this time and get, you know, really get done, you know, with your life. Because no matter what, Tully is always with people having the lives that they really, really want. You know, and 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 it seems strange because you see how unhappy she gets at times, but it's really, that's her real goal is everybody needs to have their own happiness. So she's like, don't worry about it. I've got this, you know, it's her show. She is the girlfriend hour, as she says. But then we cut to... Mara and her friends studying for some group project. And of course they're doing it at Kate's house. And what is, his name is Travis. I keep getting ready to call him Mr. PTA. All season I've been calling this man, (laughs) Mr. PTA. Um, So Travis comes to pick up Emma and (laughs) who's Mara's friend. And so, you know, remember, there is a chemistry between Kate and Travis. So things get a little hot and heavy in the kitchen. And unfortunately, she makes that mistake that some women do. And she called him Johnny. And of course, as quickly as things heat up, they go chill. Because now he's like, oh my gosh. So she's trying to explain. She's trying to say, you know, what she said. And he doesn't want to hear it because he's not in the mood. You just called him your ex-husband's name. Like, really, lady? But of course, we know Kate is the queen of awkward. Kate is the queen of awkward. So it's, it's so crazy but at that point Tully calls her and says you know she's kind of you know having problems and thinking about Max and all this great stuff but it's just like I would say that at certain times Tully is a welcomed distraction a really really welcome distraction because it gives Kate one more thing to fix. Because if you notice, Kate is really a fixer. She has to fix everyone's life as awkward as she is. <laughs> I have to say this, she has to fix everyone's life. And, and that's what she's really, really good at doing. So she's telling her, you know, how to handle this, what to do, what to say. And it's giving Tully the idea, you know, everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. So she meets with Max that evening and she's trying to do what Kate told her to do. But unfortunately for Tully, it's too little too late because she's hurt Max so bad that 
he doesn't want to hear what she has to say because he feels there is no room for him in her life. Like it's, there's such a small portion for him in her life and he doesn't want to live like that. I mean, who, who would want to live like that where you feel always feel dismissed or you feel like you have to constantly live in a corner for a person. So he's like, you know what? That's it. This is goodbye. And it's just like, no, I don't know. I I didn't want to see him go. I thought he was so amazing for Tully. Like he is, and and I guess really because of her, the way she grew up, she couldn't accept that he really does love her. And, and and it was just like, ah, oh, what did you think about that? What was what was your take on? My take on it was, you know, Tully doesn't see through these things, and I honestly feel bad for Max. He's not going to be waiting around either and beat around the bush because after what she said, yes, it was hurtful, and she didn't mean it. But at the same time, you know, there. Both of them are in a relationship. She needs to talk to him and figure out like, okay, what do we need to do next? Like, how can I, I'm going through a tough time. I don't know how to deal with this. Like, help me out. She's very reserved. She wants to keep things to herself. And I feel like that's preventing her because of her past and her upbringing. And it's it's really I honestly thought Max was good because they balance each other out. They really just mesh together in the weirdest way possible, even though they're opposites. But this guy has shown his love for her and she's not really just getting it. It's just like, like, why do you love me? What is it that people like, you know, all of a sudden they just fall in love? Like she's got that attitude of like, you know, love doesn't, you know, love is love like what is love and I really feel bad for her that again she's being affected from her past and she really does need the help and Max there he can't wait any longer he needs a serious decision he's a man of like I love you and I want to know what we're gonna do next yes we got married because there was a baby on the way but I need you to talk to me. I still need to get to know you. You haven't opened up to me. You haven't done this and everything. So in Max's defense, you know, I'm not, I'm not surprised he had to end it the way it had to be ended. But at the same time, the guy can't keep waiting around until when, like 10 years later, where she finally decides like, okay, I actually want to be with you. But this is not, this isn't the first time we've seen this. This is also what Chad told her, you know, I wasn't going to wait around for you forever. So, and I think a portion of that going back to the scene with her mom is why she can't, you know, it seems like the people that are supposed to love her just use her. I mean, and if this is what she's seen since childhood, it's not good it's really not good but we now see Tully go and she's going over to Kate's and says you know what can I have a sleepover and 
Tully, I mean, Kate says, give it a day. You know, they're talking about what happened with Max. Just give it a day. Give him some time. Call him. Reach out. And let's see what happens. And it should be all good. And, and she says, you know what? You're right. So it's like, okay. But it seems like it's the next day. And Kate decides to take her own advice. And she decides to call Travis, AKA Mr. PTA. And she starts leaving him a series of what should be apology messages on his voicemail, but turn out to be really weird messages where if she would have left it at the one, it would have been, it wouldn't have been a problem, but she left three. And what she doesn't know is Mars at Emma's house hearing these messages with Emma and their friend. I laughed. I laughed so hard. She's so awkward. But like you said, she is the fixer. And it's like, hey, Travis. Uh, so, you know, like the other day, uh, you, no, I'm really sorry. Like I had to say Johnny's name, but it was because like I have a mental things of a mental list of things to give him. But before he leaves tomorrow, like I like his foot fungus, his medicine, and which I was thinking about while we were kissing. And then so, um, yeah, anyway, um. Yeah, so sorry again. Just give me a call by. And I'm thinking, what? Just leave it out. Just be like, yo, yeah, I'm you sorry. Just left it at, yeah, that was my thing. It's like, just leave it at the regular apology. You should have just left it. I'm sorry. I said his name. I shouldn't have said his name, blah, blah, blah. But she's like, no, you know, and this and that. It's not that I think of you when I think of medicine. It's just, you know. Like, I swear, it was just like, who cares? She's so awkward. And the fact that Mar and her friends, oh my God, how embarrassing is that? It's just like, you know. Yeah. And then she's getting like, yeah, you know, because it's so erotic. I'm like, you know, sticking down my throat down your tongue. That was so great. But even though I said Johnny's name and I'm really sorry about it, but like, I hope we can have a restart. And it's like so embarrassing for the both of them. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Like to be a child of either of those parents, it's like, wait, your mom was doing what with my dad? My mom was doing what with your father? Like, what? Oh. So, yeah. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> horrible. Just horrible. I know, I know. But then. <laughs> But then we cut to Tully, who's getting ready for her show. And of course, Wilson King being the uh, interesting person that he is, comes into her dressing room while she's getting dressed and says, hey, you know, I've got this guest for you and you're not going to change this. This is who you're having on today. Don't, you know, you have no say in this and she is really livid because Tully has worked hard in her professional career to set her own pace and her own goals and it seems like I have to say this 
and it sounds really crazy, but he's such a flipping dinosaur <laughs> that he's just like, you know what? You're going into it the way I say to it. And it's just like, everyone comes to the, watches the girlfriend hour to watch Tully do her thing, not to watch her interview some person about something that women really don't care about. And he's talking about some co, what was it? Co-watching? Yeah, co, it was, it was co-viewing that instead of women watching the show, it's going to be men watching it with their, with their girlfriends or spouses or whoever. And I'm just like, uh, I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to ask you this because mm-hmm. I, I know the, how the fam clan feels about this. But if I decide to watch something that is predominantly for women, the fam clan is usually not up for that. It's, it's like, you know, somebody may pop in and want to watch it just to spend time with me, but that's not their show. They're not like, hey, let's watch The View. Let's watch The Talk. I, I, I don't know if you know what I mean. Well, if he, like, okay, if he was doing, like, if I was watching a show that was co-viewing, that's not going to happen because reality is if I'm watching 90 Day Fiance, let's use that as an example. We all know it's mainly women who watch 90 Day Fiance. There's that small percentage of men who do great. Right, right. But I don't expect my husband to be watching 90 Day Fiance. The whole point of the show was mainly targeted to us women because we're, you know, we just want to know more. But yes, men do watch it, but that's fine. The, the thing is, it's like, you know, if they had the talk and it was just all masculine energy, I won't watch it because what are they going to talk about? The talk is going to be like about everything about men. And I don't want to watch that. But if it was a co-viewing like Oprah, that's completely different because she brings people on the show that's either inspiring, motivating and stuff like that. Like you get to hear their stories. But when it comes to a talk show directed to the girl, especially the name called The Girlfriend Hour, then it's it's for women, you know? And, and, and let's be real about this. Anything that's geared toward men called The Girlfriend Hour, women aren't going to want to watch with their boyfriends. Yeah. And, you know, he is still disgusting, even from seeing what she mentioned the year was 1984 at the time that the last time she met him. But he's still disgusting. Like, you know, we want men targeting, like literally speaking to you. They, I want them to admire you. I want them to, you know, feel the heat. And it's just like, you got to be kidding me here. Again, this is what sometimes happens in the industry that still they're trying to tackle down because people are uh, finally speaking up about it. But I know it's a tough, that's definitely a a tough topic. I'm going to get tongue twisted here. But I did not like his approach. The fact that he barges in there while she's like, I'm getting ready, I'm getting dressed. And he just doesn't care. Like, what is that? That's such a dis, uh, such a disrespect. And, you know, I was hoping that in that moment and the way he was changing the show and how, you know, you've got this guest and, oh my gosh, like, 
you know, um, I forgot what was the, the reason of this guest being on the show, but I thought she would have just said, you know what? Screw you. I'm out of here. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought so too. And for guys that don't get a, get an idea of what that is like, like you think that we think that that's kind of sexy with the whole barging into the dressing room. Imagine a woman just coming into the guy's locker room and, and deciding that you're, you're not necessarily her husband or her boyfriend, but she wants to have a conversation with her boyfriend after you guys have gotten out of the showers at the gym. And she's not caring. She's just standing there because she wants to have a conversation with her significant other and doesn't care that you are just in your towel. It's that feeling. <laughs> That's the feeling we're talking about. So, yeah, but then, you know, we actually see Mara and Kate because Mara comes home to let her mother know that she was said on the voicemail. Oh, boy. Can you talk about uncomfortable? I think this was more uncomfortable than being barged in on in, in the dressing room. Um, and she lets her know, you know, I didn't like it. My friends heard it. We all heard it. But she also says this. She feels that this is the reason that her father is leaving. She, I, I hate to say this, but this to me was the confusion of the whole bird nesting thing she still has in her mind somehow that her mother is pushing her father out, that they were going to get back together. And, and, and she's not understanding that Johnny wants to go and pursue his life because this is what he wants. She doesn't realize that this has nothing to do with Kate. This has nothing to do with Kate, you know, not caring for Johnny. This is nothing to do with her wanting to be with someone else. This is all Johnny's decision. So she is actually blaming her mother. And as she says, she doesn't ever want to think about tongue kissing anyone. And in that case, I kind of can't blame her because that description was weird. But we have another flashback all the way to back to the Christmas party at Kate's house where they're talking about, you know, do it. They're doing the tree, they're decorating and the parents are sitting around with the kids and getting to know each other and, you know, really talking because even though the girls have a relationship and they've been to each other's houses, the parents really don't kind of have that great of a relationship. So they're getting to feel each other out for the first time. And, you know, it's, it's so, it's so kind of like, you don't really realize it until this point that they really haven't been in too much contact. Everything they've done is really through the girls. Like this is, this is their whole thing. Everything they've done is through the girls, but you know, they start talking about how Bud, Kate's father works for NASA 
and he actually helped to build the Land Rover and he works for all this company. And unfortunately, Cloud being the amazing Uber hippie that she is at the time, says, you know what, you're, you're just building stuff and who, what made you think that you can have the, you know, you have the authority to land on the moon and, you know, you're being disrespectful. And it's really weird because all of a sudden he, you know, this is the first time we've actually seen Bud kind of blow up and he's like, you're in my house you know, you're being disrespectful. You're disrespecting my job. Nobody tells you what to do or how to be. And, you know, you, it's, and he's basically telling her, you know, I think it's time for you to leave. And Cloud is just still not getting it. She's really, really just like being absolutely absolutely disrespectful but the the funny thing is that um she also says you know hey didn't i didn't i um i i tried to wave to you to to um to kate's mom marjorie and she says you know what i didn't i um see you at in this in the square the other day you were with somebody and now we realize that whatever Kate saw was really what she saw between her mom and this other man and it's just like oh my gosh but then we switch now to Kate you know when in her KPOC days, because remember, they're also getting ready for their Christmas party. And she's bringing her blind date, you know, because her and Johnny are just friends. But Johnny realizes that she loves Santa Clauses and buys her a Santa Claus for Christmas. And her date shows up and she's like okay and she introduces them but it's this guy is like I'm sorry he just and I hate to use this word but he just seems like a douche like he really does he's just like he's not really caring he's not even Kate's type but then she gets a phone call saying that her dad had a heart attack and this is why I say the word I just said but all of a sudden he's like well we'll just get a rain check you know I'll I'll kind of see you later that is not the way to handle any of this the way to handle it was David which was saying you know I will take you over there tell me where we need to go you know I'm gonna make sure that you're okay and it's like oh but we start to see where she and Johnny kind of built this rapport possibly up until they actually get married because he started to behave more of someone for her to lean on and that's the kind of person that Kate really needed 
I mean, uh, I don't know what I would have seen, it, what a, what would have happened if Kate would have actually gone on a date with this guy because, ooh. I mean, could you imagine that, Angelica? Oh, no. Gosh, no. <laughs> yeah, no. That blind date was not for her. Definitely not. Definitely not. But now we start to see where, because we get a, a quick, a quick, you know, where Wilson King goes into Tully's um, dressing room after the show and is like, you know, that was magical. That was amazing. And you kind of see where this guy is trying to make sure that she knows that he's the boss. And, you know, she's just like, you know what? We're not going to do this. Every guest has, I have to approve of. They have to be vetted by me. They have to be, you know, and he does this kind of brush off where it's just like, well, you know what? Don't worry about it. Just smile and stay pretty and walks out the room pretty much. And she's so upset. She hits a mirror. But... Again, with the flashback, we're flashing back to the Christmas party at Kate's house. And now Marjorie is coming outside to talk to her husband about what was said. And he wants to know who this guy was. Is it somebody he knows? And she's, you know, she does that thing of, you know, like tries to brush it off. Well, you know, don't worry about her. She's on drugs. It's, it's not something serious. You know, don't, don't, don't take stock in anything that she's saying. But it's just like, oh my goodness. It, you can see the love there, but the hurt there as well. And it's just like, but of course, the kids kind of feel it without saying anything. And Kate comes out being the fixer that she is, even at that age, and tries to make sure that her dad's okay. And he tells her, you know what, just go inside. You're, it's, it's too cold for you to be out here, you know. And everything's fine. But then we come to the not so distant past and Tully is getting glass shards taken out of her hand by Max who is being patient enough to listen and sit there and pull the glass out and she apologizes to him for you know being a kind of jerky person and you know she really wants to start over with him but that you know he's 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 still not he's still not feeling it he's really still not feeling it not at all not at all but we cut to Kate at Kate's house and 
Kate decided to take some of Tully's advice, which was answer the door and be sexy. In your birthday suit. In your birthday suit. And she does just that. Unfortunately, when Travis, Mr. PTA, comes over, he brings over PTA grandma and didn't say anything. So when she pulls open the door, grandma gets a full frontal view. And unfortunately, he's been telling his mother about this woman. He's been telling his mother about Kate. And uh, this kind of doesn't vote very well. I, 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 was so, I was so embarrassed for her. Actually, at that point, I got so embarrassed for Kate that I actually switched off the Netflix by mistake. Like, I literally <laughs> just turned off Netflix by mistake I was so embarrassed for her at that point I was like oh my gosh so it's just like you know but these two it's like Travis wants to slow it down because he's really trying to figure out where things are going and he realizes there's such a mix-up you still got Johnny in a mix the, the girls now his mom walking in and seeing her uh, naked. It's just, there's a lot going on. There's just a lot going on. But one of the crazy things is now we cut back to the KPOC days right after Bud has the heart attack and Johnny brings Kate home. And Kate's mom says that it's okay for Johnny to stay at the house just because she's staying at the hospital and she doesn't want, he, she doesn't want for Kate to be alone, you know? So she says, you know, he says, okay. And they're there and he's really consoling her. And you kind of see, this is where, again, this is where their feelings for each other kind of grow. Now she still doing the, this is her backlash to me of the hurt from him saying, you know, let's keep it casual from when he got drunk and not remembering her. And this could just goes to show you how long some of these feelings last. So, you know, she doesn't want to talk to him. She goes and she goes and sleeps in her room, but she can't help but really think about him and she's just like you know she's sitting there now after sitting there she's thinking and thinking and thinking and she just gets up and runs and we see you know Kate or current Kate get up and run and go to her go to her door with her pajamas on and it's almost like everything's mirroring the past where she's just hey you know I, I I think I like this part where they gave it so much mirror that you you could see the 
the growth. You could really see the growth. What what was your take on this? I loved how they did this because it seems like you were watching what they are going through in the current present but having a flashback themselves through the past and it was pretty crazy and then the fact that again like you mentioned that mirror effect with all stages especially during the 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 times when they were working together and her meeting johnny and uh it's just one of those things of like you couldn't keep your eyes off it you just had to pay attention and really see where this was going and this was the moment going into the Johnny actually showing how much he has love for her. And by the way, I love the costumes they use and the, the clothing they use for these episodes. It takes you back to the 80s and 70s. And it's just like, you know, the hairstyles, everything. They really thought through everything. But I like this mirror effect. And it also, again, it goes back to what they're going through. And it gives you a glimpse of that they've gone through that situation in the past. So I really liked how they created the show. Speaking of wardrobe, I got the biggest shock the other day on my Instagram. Mm. The war person that actually created the wardrobe, Firefly Lane, is now following me on IG. I was like, wait, what? That's awesome. So yeah, she made the wardrobe so and it she wanted them to be very period perfect. So I guess she did a lot a lot of research. And girl, you are flipping awesome. She's like super duper awesome. So yes. But then we see Johnny Um, Kate take Johnny to the airport and it's one of those things of you know we realize that he's really going on his journey he's not he's not staying he's not staying for Mara he's not staying for Kate he's not staying for Tully he's on his journey to what he wants to do and what he feels like he needs to do and you know Tully is telling Kate you know don't worry about it. We're, we're going to be okay. We're really, really going to be okay. But then we see Tully at work talking to Wilson King and he's still feeling some need to lay down the law. It's like, what is with this man? Really, what is with this man that he feels that he's so needs to lay down the law but Tully just tells him where he can go shove himself she is absolutely unequivocally and totally done and I was like oh my gosh did she really really do that did she really really um she really just tell him where he could go shove himself i'm like oh wow so it's like oh but then we actually go to a flashback 
And with this flashback, we're at Tully's house all the way when the girls were kids and on Firefly Lane. And, you know, remember, guys, Cloud said she was going to sell Leon stuff, which was not quite legal. And she's deciding that she's going to do this at her house, no less. So she thinks she knows what she's doing. And unfortunately, it looks like she was part of a sting operation because now the police raid Tully's house over on Firefly Lane. And they're ready to arrest Cloud. They're really ready to arrest Cloud. And, you know, this is when we see because, again, Tully, um, Kate's parents don't really know much about, don't really know much about um, Tully's lifestyle or her mom. And so this is when we really see the, the heartbreak. It was so heartbreaking to me for to watch these girls because now they're saying you know where's where's Tully going because they realize that Cloud is getting arrested but where's Tully going where's you know and Tully is still trying to make this right by saying well you know she was just doing this so we would have money we didn't have money and and it's like that's still not an excuse that's that's not an excuse to do what she but you know these two girls are hugging in there and Kate's begging, you know, can, can Tully stay with us? Can Tully, you know, and you're seeing the heartbreak on these two girls' faces. They're hugging and the police and the parents are trying to separate these two girls and it's just not working. And they finally managed to pry them free of each other and get Tully into a car to go to her grandmother's house. And Kate is chasing the car down this snowy, cold road in the middle of the night. And it's just like, no, 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 no. And you hear Tully just crying, Kate just crying, Tully, Tully, no, come back. Like, you know, it's, it's really really heartbreaking but it, it's it's almost like you can see where she is knows that this is her friend this is really her friend but now we cut to where in the not so distant past that Tully has decided to um, wait for Max. She called him and waited for him at the gazebo, but he doesn't show. But guess who shows up? Kate does because she wanted to be there in case he did not show up. And it's like, oh, it's kind of like that reuniting of when they had to be torn apart, but now they're together at the most tumultuous points in their lives. And it's like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So they, you know, 
they decide that they're kind of going to be Firefly Lane girls forever. You know, but it's it's around Christmas time. It's around Christmas time. And Mara is getting the gift of guess what? A Santa. Because for whatever reason, Kate's family, this is what they give for Christmas. I'm not too sure how I feel about getting a Santa for Christmas. What about you, Angelica? Oh gosh, no, no. My mom already has like three of them that she's bought. And I'm like, you need to stop. <laughs> too many is scary. Oh, come on. You don't want a Santa collection. Oh no, 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 <laughs> no, no. I, I Like, you know, seeing how like there's the skiing Santa, there's the baseball Santa. I'm like, this woman's got every type of Santa you can think of. I know, I know, I know. So they're all there. And now um, Cloud actually comes over. Cloud actually comes over and... A shock? She, yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Cloud's coming over to Kate's house? Like, what's like going on? how does she know that Kate lives there? <laughs> yeah, like, what? This is so weird. But she comes over, and I guess, you know, she's gotten older, and because we see Bud, we see Marjorie, we see Cloud, and then, you know, everybody seems to be getting along, but we take a quick cut to Johnny's article and Johnny over across seas, and it seems like he's in the war zone and we see an explosion. We see Johnny fall back. Now, I'm not sure if Johnny's gone. I don't want Johnny to be gone. I want Johnny to be able to come back. But we do see Johnny fall back and we hear a phone call that Kate doesn't get because she's sitting on the patio with Tully and they're doing their friendship make some plans you know thing and of course this time because tully has cut, quit her job she says well you know what i'm gonna need a producer and i know who my new producer is and she's looking at kate and kate's like oh but you need a show first she says yeah, we'll work that out. You know, this that's the normal, typical Tully fashion where it's like, you know, we'll work that out. But after that, we then see Kate finishing off her cigarette in front of the church in the present. And she sees that Tully is still standing in front of the church. So Tully is just like, you know, I waited for you. I know you wanted me here. You know, this is, this is, I'm supposed to be here. I need to be here for you. And we're not quite sure what, what Tully did, but she did something that was so horrible 
that Kate says, no one wants you here. And I'm like, whoa. And she says she never wants to speak to her again and goes inside and leaves Tully outside of the church and Tully leaves. And that's actually how the season finale ends, guys. I was just so hurt by this because we've seen these two grow up, become friends and really close friends. Like, you know, they formed a future together. You know, how do you even, how do you see that? Like, it's just, they worked, they went to the same school. They worked in the same industry together. And to see this friendship come apart, it was just, again, this is a, question that's left unanswered but there is spoilers on the internet that I actually went to uh do some investigation yeah I know I was like what of course the internet is a place where everybody has answers yeah and I was like you know we're not gonna say you guys can do your own research (laughs) just google it season two of Firefly Lane and people talk about the books and how it pretty much has it uh, it's pretty like how it ends and all that stuff so just go in there at your own discretion (laughs) I'm not gonna spoil it anything for anybody but overall this was a a tough season last couple episodes has been really tough to watch but this one um Again, there's so many questions left unanswered and you can't just leave me hanging here, Netflix. I'm telling you, you just cannot leave me hanging here because I'm dying to know, like, does Johnny survive? What happens to their relationship? What happens to Tully? What ends up happening to her? Like, where does she go from here after building up a career? And, you know, now she doesn't have Max anymore. Max has given up, which... I don't blame him. He can't be waiting around. Like he's affirmative with what he's going to, like what he has said, he's not going to go back on it. And he doesn't want to be beating around the bush either. So it's just like, you know, good for Max and good for Telly for respecting that. And hopefully she's learned, she's able to learn for the next relationship. But this, this was a good series, you know, they're hard to pick shows, uh, but this was a really good series. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I, you know, the funny thing is this wasn't one where you could say, okay, I'm team Tully. I'm team Kate. I'm team this one because you wanted everyone to win. Like I, I really, and and that's the really the way I felt was I wanted everyone to win in this. There was no clear cut villain. There was no clear cut, you know, issue. Everybody was just trying to get through life. Yeah. And they're polar opposites, but they do mesh together one way or the other. They complement each other and all that stuff. So I'm like, when is season two coming out? Hold your horses. Season two will be out. You just got to (laughs) wait. But guess what's coming back? (laughs) Yes, ladies and gentlemen, a shower or karaoke Season three is coming back. So uh, you don't have to wait too long for that because guess what, guys? We start next week. I'm so excited. We got brand new songs from all different um, eras. 
<laughs> we've got some song requests. We are trying to get our guests together. So hopefully um, schedules have shifted for a lot of them so we can get them back on the show. Um, you know, I cannot wait. It's season three. Everyone's been asking us, when is season three coming back? And, uh, you know, a lot of people are excited. Oh, they definitely are. They definitely are. So if you want to be a guest or if you have a request or if you just want to listen, listen in, it'll make your Friday. <laughs> it will make your Friday. So we're excited for season three of Shower Karaoke to come back. We want to thank all of you for supporting us on the Firefly Lane recaps. Coupon Queen has done a fantastic job with the recaps. And, uh, you know, it's just so awesome that we were able to find a show that we can both watch. And I guess we'll wait till either season two or another show to recap once we are done Shower Karaoke season three. I know, I know, I know. I mean, guess what? There's Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) But guys, I would have to ask the question. Are you ready to wrap this thing up? I am ready. So guys, as always, be good to yourselves and be good to each other. And that's all we have for now. Whoa, what a finale, right? What a season finale. And there are rumors, guys, that there is a season two coming up. So don't quote me on it, but we are here for all of that. And guess what, guys? It's coming back. Season three of Shower or Karaoke. So next week, all my Shower or Karaoke fans, we are back with episode one of season three. And We can't wait for you to enjoy it. But as always, guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping. What's up, everybody? This is Dee Watkins, host of the Unfiltered Views podcast. You are now tuned in to CQP Moments with the Coupon Queenpin.